Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Wednesday to you, Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.07, 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. The gang not all here tonight. Longoria off one more night, uh, taking care of his uh, sick little baby girl. Uh, he'll be back tomorrow night, although I won't be back tomorrow night, but he will. Uh, Jason filling in admirably all week on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck is here, beard and all, screening your calls. And uh, we've got a monstrous show for you tonight, a huge show coming up. Uh, Lonely Tailgater will join us next hour with uh, another amazing edition of Blessed or Not Blessed. If we sound uh, half happy and half sluggish tonight on the show... Slightly distracted. Slightly distracted. It's because we just gorged on an amazing assortment of goodies from our friends at Quick Trip. Um, Obviously, with our schedule, mine in particular, but low schedule is not much fun either. Um, we get off the air at midnight, and our dining options uh, are quite limited. Yes. You know, there's there's not much we can do for good food, you know, at 12.30 a.m. Uh, that was until uh, Quick Trip decided to open up a uh, fancy-schmancy new store in Midtown, 6th Street at Peachtree Street, with a 24-hour kitchen, which means you can go in there 24 hours a day and get freshly made delicious food. So uh, we we were talking about it on the air, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, and the uh, fine folks at Quick Trip reached out and decided to bring us some goodies today. So um, I tweeted out a picture of the food that we have uh, in the newsroom right now, uh, the breakfast pizza, which is Buford's favorite thing in the world. Amazing. It's out there. Um, I can't sample it because it has uh, every sort of meat in the world on it but uh so good it was sausage and bacon and eggs and cheese and sausage gravy gravy. yeah instead of did you have the breakfast pizza jason nothing but deliciousness (laughs) on it but there's i mean they they brought a veggie pizza for me and a bunch of wraps and donuts and just uh meat pizza meat a meat pizza for Vinny from tv um so very cool stuff if you want to see what it looks like uh, i put it on my twitter account at mark aram and uh, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. Uh, but it's just, it's cool to have an option now when we get off the air and be like, well, what, you know, I'm starving. What am I going to do? Well, let's just go down to the quick trip down the block. And it's the only quick trip in the in the country yeah. that doesn't have gas. Nope. It's strictly a convenience store. Yeah. Um, which I think is going to take off. Uh, I think they're, they're going to open up some more of them around the world uh, just because... Why not? <laughs> it's, yeah, people need quick, good options. Yeah, and you don't always want to need want to go find a, a gas station, and the fact that it's open twenty four yeah. hours is a huge. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we get off at twelve o'clock. 
Exactly. There's nothing You're open. not waking up hot neighbor to make you a sandwich at 1 a.m. when you get home. I am not. <laughs> I would like to stay married for at least a year. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's very it's good for us. And and listen, we've been fans of Quick Trip for a while. Um, listen, if you've ever needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Best bathrooms. And you need a good place to uh, relieve yourself, obviously Quick Trip is, is the place to go. I pride myself on knowing, much like George Costanza in Seinfeld, where, where the, the best, best bathroom is. Um, around town it's and a skill. Quick Trip is always uh, they they always I mean they're in there cleaning them all the time. They'll yep. clean them while you're in there. Yes, which is sometimes awkward. Be like lift your feet up, they put the mop underneath. <laughs> Step the, to the side, please. Underneath the the stall, <laughs> yeah. pick your feet up. I'm mopping in here. <laughs> anyway, so thanks to uh, Quick Trip, uh, Vincent and uh, Shavanya for uh, bringing in uh, the delicious food for us. So tonight. good. Yeah, so, so good. And poor Longoria. I, I texted him a picture of the food. <laughs> he's going to be and so he, mad. And he, he was. He wrote back. He's like, that's just mean, dude. That's just mean. <laughs> so maybe after the show, I'll bring some uh, some of the pizza over to the Longoria household. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Did you bring a Mexican pizza? Do you have such a thing as a Mexican pizza? No, all right. Um, good coffee there and everything. So thanks to Quick Trip. Uh, now everyone's hungry. And it's ironic. Know, right? Today's National Fast Food Day. Yeah. Uh, not that Quick Trip is fast food. But um, the one, you know, National Fast Food Day is the one day we don't have a fast food review with Johnny Kilbasa. I know, right? I guess he's out celebrating. I mean, this he's is his be. day, right? He's so go- he's out gorging. Yeah, he's just doing the uh, the Howell Mill, the Loop Fast Food Tour. Yeah, uh, all day. Up. Maybe we'll get into uh, National Fast Food Day on the in the uh, second hour of the program. We have a lot to talk about. Um, I, I didn't bring in my papers here to what I was going to talk go about grab? today. No, I'll, I'll yeah. just. Uh, like we always do. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. So I found out today. Uh, this is gonna be. It's a little sad story. Um, my sophomore year high school English teacher died yesterday. Eileen Fahey, uh, seventy-four years old. I thought she was seventy-four when I had her in high school. To be honest with you, I didn't know she was that young. Because when you're in school, I've had some teachers I thought were the, were super old. Remember we called ago. my third grade teacher? I thought my third grade teacher was 80 in third grade, and yeah. she's now just 65. Yeah. Because when you're, when you're in third grade, everyone is old. Yep. You know, all your teachers see. So she's just now 65, so she was 40. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, older than that. Uh, younger than that. 33. 30. Yeah. But I, I thought she was 70 when I was in third. Anyway, Miss Fahey died. She was a very influential uh, teacher in my life for a number of reasons. Uh, as an English teacher, she helped my writing ability. And that, that really truly is the only ability I have. I know I'm in radio, but I'm, I'm a writer at heart still. I just happen to fall into radio and television. Um, and she was very influential in, in pushing me to, to be a better writer. Um, and she was uh, one of the biggest wise asses you'll ever Those ever are the best encounter. teachers. Yes. The ones that have a little bit of, of snarky edge to them. She had a lot of snarky edge. Yeah, I, I, lo- I have a couple of teachers that were just my favorite because of that. And what, I, what I'm reflecting, because I just found out, uh, someone on Facebook po- uh, published her obituary. I just found out before, an hour ago, that um, that she had passed. And I've, I've had a, a good number of really solid teachers in, in my life growing up. And um, aside from two... I really haven't kept in touch with many of them. Like Miss Fahey, I haven't seen her since I was in high school. And I'm kind of regretting that now because um, I, I'd like to go back and, you know, and pay tribute and pay respect to, to someone that actually had an influence on my life and my career. She really did. Um, because if, I, if she didn't help me become 
uh, a better writer, I never would have gotten into the newspaper business. If I never got into the newspaper business, I never got into the radio and television business. So I'm here now in large part because of Miss Fahey and uh, sophomore English class uh, at Torrington High School. Honors English, by the way, in case you were wondering. Didn't last. I didn't last long in the honors program, but I was in the. But honors you were pro- there. You stepped through there. the doorway. Yes, I was in there. At one <laughs> Quickly point. step back out. One of my favorite stories, uh, Miss Fahey. She smoked like a chimney, and I don't know if that was why she died or not. Uh, but we were. Oh no! This was. She would have been my junior high school, my junior year English teacher. Um, in the in the middle of class, she said, "Hey, Mark, uh, I need you to do me a favor. This is middle of December." She says, I left my cigarettes in my car. Can you go out and get them for me? And I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. And it was it was a Friday. So I remember, well, it must have been in November. I don't know. But I was wearing, when on Friday at school, if you were on the football team, you had to wear your jersey, your jersey yeah. to school. Yep. And so it was a short sleeve jersey. And I, I was wearing it that day. And she, it was an uh, abnormally cold November day. It had to have been November, not December, because the football season was over. She's like, Gives me the keys to her car. She says, go get, this, go get my cigarettes out of my car. They're in the glove box, the brown uh, Datsun. I was like, all right. So I go outside in short sleeves, freezing, going up and down the rows of the teacher's parking lot. Trying to find her car. Trying to find a brown Datsun. No brown Datsun at all in the thing. And I'm like, well, I know she's going to be mad if I don't come back with her, with her smokes. You know, she, That was very yeah. important to her. So I'm like, let me do another lap. Looking at all the each car, the 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 rear bumper where it says, "Yep, no brown Datsun." So finally, after fifteen twenty minutes in the freezing cold, I go back in, and I'm like, "Miss Fahey, someone stole your car, or you didn't park in the teacher's lot because there's no brown Datsun in the in the parking lot." And she goes, "Oh, did I say Datsun? Uh, it's it's Nissan now. They call them Nissan." Oh, no. I was like. <laughs> Ah, oh, you son of a... She's like, yeah, go back out and get them. <laughs> so I had to go back and get uh, Virginia Slims, I think. She of smoked. course they were Virginia yeah. Slims. But that was back in the day where not only teachers could smoke in school. Like if you walked into the oh, teacher's lounge... Oh, smoke in school? Yes. Uh, not in the classroom. Right. Not but like in, a, the, in the teacher's lounge, yes. they had a... Yeah, that, the, I think that was the last... What was that, early 90s? Nine, this would have been 1990, exactly. Yeah, okay. So I was I, I started high school in the, the 93. Yeah. And... I think those were the very last sort of years that sure. you could get away with that. Now, the teacher couldn't be at the blackboard with a smoke hanging no, out of her mouth. How right great now. would that have been, though? But if, in the, the teacher's lounge, if you ever had to go to the teacher's lounge, you'd open the door and just oh, smoke and yeah. waft out into the hallway. Yeah. But as students, if you were 18, you could get a smoking pass. And they had a smoking area yeah. for students in school. Um, which was crazy. I, I, I wasn't even 18 when I graduated. I was 17 when I graduated high school, so I never partook in that. Uh, but think about how how much, I, I don't want to say we have evolved, but we've changed. Mm-hmm. When I first moved to Atlanta in 96, you could smoke in every restaurant. Every restaurant had a smoking and non-smoking section. Waffle House was all smoking. Yeah. It was, they had... Don't, don't you love the... Would you like smoking or non-smoking? And and you look, and it's just tables on one side of the room or the other. Yeah, exactly. Like, Don't stop with the non-smoking yeah. thing. I might as well be sitting with these people because they're just ten feet away. Absolutely. On the, other side of the room. And and on airplanes. I wish I would have. I wish I could have flown on flights when you could smoke on airplanes. I did. Well, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't smoke, yeah. obviously. But they think about that, Jason. You're too young to remember that. But they had smoking and non-smoking sections. 
on airplanes. <laughs> You're in a big tube in the sky. There's, it's all smoking. Stop yeah, it. basically. <laughs> like, how annoying would that have been for a non-smoker? Oh, I don't know. To be sitting in a plane and half the plane smoking. A lot of them still have the ashtrays on them. Well, you're flying some old ass yeah, I was planes. Just gonna say, where, are you planes? <laughs> where are you flying that they've still got ashtrays in them? But uh, I just, I mean, because uh, I wanted to pay homage to Miss Fahey because she was a very uh, important uh, part of my uh, adolescence, my post pubescent adolescence. That was pretty fancy right there. Nice, nice job. Um, and she passed, and I never saw her after high school, and I, I regret that uh, horribly. But I was reminded of that story. Uh, about Miss Fahey and me getting the smokes out of her brown Datsun, which didn't exist. Um, but I started thinking about how much the smoking rules have changed between then and now. And I want to discuss that on the show tonight. Uh, your thoughts on, on the changing of the smoking culture uh, back from when we were growing up to where we are now, where you are vilified and you pretty much, you can't even smoke in your own home in some areas. Uh, so I just want to talk about that, the change in dynamics of being able to smoke in airplanes, in restaurants, in schools, um, in hospitals, to now uh, not being able to smoke anywhere. So I just wanted to discuss that. I thought it was an interesting uh, evolution of, of our society. 404-872-0750. Outside of Atlanta, 1-800-WSB-TALK. As far as I know, quick trips are still all non-smoking, right? You can't smoke in a quick trip. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, the smoking evolution. I'm going to go eat some more delicious quick trip food in the newsroom. 404-872-0750 on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 1025. 53 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram with you till midnight. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Honey joins us in Pike County. Honey, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. How hey, are you? What's going on, honey? You know, I've called you a couple of times. You ever tried the pickles and peanut butter? No, and I never will. <laughs> oh, my God. You have so have to. So, anyway, we're on smoking tonight. So yeah. I grew up with parents that smoked. Both of them smoked in the house. Even when my mother was pregnant before people knew how bad smoke was. But I can remember, like, 15 years ago, my husband and I made a, a trip to Virginia. And in the Atlanta airport, they had a smoking room. They do still do. That? They still have those. It was a big glass room. Yeah, they still have those. Okay, well, I didn't know they still had them. Mm -hmm. I assume they didn't. And it was awful i mean i can't believe people walked into that room to smoke it was awful my, my mom just sent me a text on the uh piccadilly uh text line said that she remembers being in the hospital and a surgeon coming in with a cigarette burning in his mouth to talk yes, to patients yes yeah uh, unbelievable old times, old times it is and my parents my parents always smoked in their house but once i got married and i moved out my parents had to move in with me for a short time my biggest anxiety was to tell my father he could not smoke in my house. And you know, it just was a non-smoke house. How did he take that? He was really cool with it. We had a really nice deck. He'd go out, and then when they bought their next house, he did not smoke in the house. He didn't realize how nasty and how bad it smelled because he'd done it all of his life. Now, I know, uh, Chuck, maybe you can find out. Find out the year that it became illegal to smoke in Georgia restaurants because we were late to the party on that. And I remember friends coming down to visit me from New York and we were still smoking in waffle houses and, and restaurants. 
And my and this girl was like, "This is so archaic." And I'll never remember using that word, archaic, because apparently a couple of years earlier, most of the rest of the country had uh, had banned smoking in restaurants. But we were a little late to the party on that. It's amazing though: doctors smoking in hospitals, people smoking on planes, uh, the evolution of the uh, societal smoking to non-smoking, how much different is. It wasn't that long ago, 1996, 20 years ago. It was a whole different ballgame. I'm sure there's 20-year-olds right now listening going, what? You could smoke in a restaurant, in a plane? Yeah, it happened. We'll come back with more of your calls. 404-872-0750. News, weather, and traffic next. This is The Mark Aram Show. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Why you're listening is your own business. I would never listen. Welcome back to the show, 10 at 37, 23 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Low T screens the calls. Jason filling in for Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Lonely Tailgooder joins us next hour with Blessed or Not Blessed. Um, we are discussing the, the passing of one of my favorite teachers of all time, Eileen Fahey. You've never met her. You don't know her. Uh, she died at the age of 74. I'm reading her obituary now. Born on August 12, 1942, raised in Sunnyside, New York, by the late Richard and Eileen Kennedy. Eileen spent all her adolescent summers and holidays in Torrington at her grandparents' home on Taylor Street. Having graduated from St. John's University, Eileen became a dedicated English teacher, blah, blah, blah. Uh, She retired in 2001 after uh, 30 years teaching in the system. Uh, Passion for tennis. She was our tennis coach. I forgot about that. She coached the women's tennis team at my school. Um... And it's sad because she was one of my favorite teachers, and I haven't seen her since 1991. Uh, and it reminded me of one of my favorite Eileen Fahey stories. Uh, even though she was a tennis uh, pro, she was also a heavy smoker. And uh, <laughs> junior year, in the middle of November, she made me go out in the freezing cold to get her cigarettes out of her car. And she said, get them out of the brown Datsun. And after 20 minutes of looking, could not find a brown Datsun, come back in. She's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, a Nissan, not a Datsun. I was like, you son of a gun. You reminded me, one of my teachers, uh, his, his was in the very end of one of the, one of the hallways. Mm-hmm. So he had like this corner and when he would give you your busy work, then he would slip out the doors outside, but he could stand in front of the window and watch into the class to make sure. Sure, and then smoke, smoke his cigarette and then pop back in. He yeah. used to do that sometimes two, three times during a period. Yeah, it, it was just a different world then than it is now. So we're discussing the evolution uh, from a smoking society to a smokeless society. Chuck doing some great research, by the way. Uh, <laughs> 
July yeah, of twenty of two thousand and five. Yes, is when you could uh, you could no longer smoke in Georgia restaurants. Well, it, it, smoking was allowed in restaurants and bars if they didn't allow anybody under eighteen. Eighteen, so, and that's still yeah, the case. So yeah, so bar and restaurant. You yeah. can still smoke in, but any place that has anybody under 18, whether they're working there or admitted, you can't smoke. And that's actually pretty liberal because most of the states in the United States, um, even if it's 18 or over, you can't smoke in there. If you Montana a, killed it in, I think, 2002, yeah. 2001, maybe. If you go to uh, you, New York City, a bar, bar or a club, you if you want to smoke, you have to go outside. You yeah. see the huddled masses outside of the front door in the Some establishments the area. even tell you you can't smoke directly out the door. They they they, you have they to will, move down. They will force you yeah. down down the block if you're going to smoke or into the parking lot. Absolutely, um, that's kind of funny. So we're we're just talking about how different things are now than than they were when when I was growing up, where teachers smoked in school, students smoked in school, smoking on planes, smoking in restaurants. You don't see any of that now. And if and if any millennials are listening, this must be blowing your mind. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people didn't know about that. If you're 25 and under. You don't remember a time when you could smoke in a restaurant or on a on an airplane or in a hospital. Uh, so we're discussing that at 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Dale in Flowery Branch. Dale, you are on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, what's going on, Mark? How are you, Dale? Uh, well, sir. Uh, basically, uh, you know, I, I graduated in 2003. I'm I'll be 32 on Saturday, so it kind of gives you a prayer. Happy early birthday. I appreciate it. Um, but basically, I mean, I remember the, the smoking areas in school. Um, I think our school, West Hall High, I think they took it away sometime between when I was a freshman and graduated because I don't remember it being there when I, when I graduated, mm-hmm. but I remember seeing them. But like when I was a kid, for instance, I remember all the North Georgia malls, you could smoke in the mall, no big deal. I mean, the mall of Georgia wasn't there yet, so you couldn't there, but. So like um, walking around an indoor mall, you could smoke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess I, I, I do remember, remember that. I guess I kind of remember <clears> that. But uh, but the big thing is, and I kind of wish that they would bring back some sort of like adult version of this. That way that you could, you know, get like that reminiscence feel. Because my my father uh, worked at a bowling alley part time when I was a kid. I mean, I was like four or five years old, and you know, I'd go out there and, and bowl, you know, for like an hour or two while he was working, you know, because I guess my mom couldn't pick me up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember people were smoking in the bowling alley. Yeah. And, and you know, bowling is still fun, but I feel like it would be kind of like a almost like a, a reminiscent if you could have like that old school style. I but the bowling alleys were so heavily. I worked at two bowling alleys when I was uh, growing up, and well, I did one in college. The Hoe Bowl, legitimately, that was his name. H O E Bowl, the Hoe Bowl, and I smoked back then. And I would smoke behind the counter while I'm working at the bowling alley because everyone was smoking in a bowling alley. Bowling alleys were amazing places to smoke. Yeah, yeah. The the girl that worked the uh, snack bar at the whole bowl used to smoke behind the counter making your grilled cheese sandwich. It's amazing. The bowling alley, the, the bowling alley that we go to back home hasn't literally has not had smoke in there for over fifteen years. Still smelling. You walk in <laughs> and you you walk out of that place and you smell like you've been hanging out with smokers yeah. all day. It's just it is the the walls are stained. Because there was so much nicotine for forty years yeah. just hanging in the air, you can see it's stuck to everything. Everything's just this dark, dingy sort sure. of. That's great. That, I love it. Yeah, unbelievable. Carlos is in Hampton. Carlos, welcome to the program, my friend. Hey, Mark. How are you? Excellent, Listen, sir. Um, back in the day, uh, uh, seven male, fifty-two hundred female flight attendants with Trans World Airlines. I used to fly seven oh sevens. And we would smoke like chimneys. While working? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. I so mean, I let yeah. refresh my memory because I I remember flying on planes when there was smoking a lot on planes. How do they differentiate yeah. the smoking and non-smoking section on a plane? You know what's so funny about that? Uh, the irony irony of it is if you're in seat back in let's say 19 A B C D E. Okay. Right. Twenty starts the smoking section. <laughs> 19 so, is non-smoking, 20 is smoking. Right, exactly. So, And you also have to figure you have first class, and then the last two rows in first class are smoking. Wow. So, uh, I mean, at that point, smart. though, it doesn't really make a difference, right? I mean, the whole... It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. But what they've done, um, what they used to have on the plane was called an air scrubber, and they used a hemp filter that would take in all the uh, smoke that was inside the airplane because it would recirculate yeah. God knows how many times. So that's what helped out those who didn't smoke. But I, I hated to be behind someone who's in the smoking if I'm a non-smoker. And I'm in row 19, and, and row 20 is the smoking. So the, so the smokers were in the back of the plane. That's what, that's how they differentiated yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And would yeah, you, way. you said you would, you would as while you were working, you would smoke on the plane. So if you're taking the beverage cart down the aisle, would you oh, have no, a cigarette? No, 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 oh. no. no. Uh, we would smoke in the back on our jump seats. And uh, once we would go out and serve people, we'd make sure we wash our hands yeah. and do everything else because... That that was the right thing to do. I remember, and I might be remembering this incorrectly, that uh, the flight attendant union filed a class action lawsuit because so many uh, flight attendants that worked in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s uh, got lung cancer from, yeah. from being oh, yeah. on the on oh, the yeah. airplane. Absolutely, yes, yes. There, there, there was a class action suit behind that. Unbelievable. But I wasn't part of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But I don't smoke anymore. Um, by the way, thank you, Mr. Spriggs, for sending you the picture of that bear that I sent you. Oh, that was fantastic. You that, liked that? I did. That was. Thank you so much for doing that. By the way, Carlos, uh, speaking yeah. of emails, um, uh-huh. a reminder, if, if you want a Mark Aram Show Christmas card, not just you, but anyone listening, email your uh, name and mailing address to lowtchuck at wsbradio.com. Because we're we're putting together our Christmas card list, so if you want a, a Christmas card from the Mark Aram Show, it's got a picture of all of us bananas on it. Uh, just email your mailing address to lowtchuck at wsbradio.com. All right, and I'll make sure that I send you that information on that thousand mile uh, thousand man tent when we do the. Uh, Absolutely, wild- I'm actually looking forward to that. Okay, great. all right, thanks, Talk Carlos. You. See you, buddy. Uh, David's in Tucker. David, you are on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, to give you some idea of how uh, unthinking the whole smoking thing was, when I was growing up, I always had these respiratory problems. I get bronchitis all the time. Mm-hmm. And my doctors uh, told my parents they couldn't have any house plants. What? <laughs> the mold or the dust. But my dad, a pack-and-a-half-a-day guy, was told nothing. That was fine. <laughs> well, that's bad when the doctors were smoking in the rooms. Exactly. And I remember uh, when Dad and I would be uh, using the same vehicle, it'd be like July, and I'd be going out somewhere, I'd bebop right in the car, close the door, I'd have to bail out because the car had been cooking with all that smoke in there, and somehow, I don't know what, there's a, a lovely Sam Tubic name for this, I'm sure, 
but somehow it would draw the smoke out of the upholstery. And when you got in the car, it was more intense than it could ever have been when someone was smoking in there. Yeah. I remember in high school, um, driving around, you know, because that's all you did in high school. You drove around looking for something to do. And my buddy Paul Joe had, uh, he was the first one to get his car, uh, Korean guy, six foot three Korean kid. He was the first one to get his driver's license and had a car that was at his disposal. So we, he would drive us around and he smoked. And he'd be, and, and this is Connecticut in February where it's just minus 10 degrees. Frigid. And he'd be smoking with the, the window open. And I remember my buddy Gaeta, um, sitting in the back seat, he goes, <laughs> he goes, Paul, your smoke's gonna kill both of us. You're gonna get lung cancer, and I'm gonna get pneumonia. Put that thing out. <laughs> Did you ever have? Do you remember instances where you would have windows cracked open, and maybe part cracked open in the back? Someone who was driving or in the front, the passenger seat, would flick their the ashes uh, ash out there, <laughs> and suddenly the burning ash would would come back to the car on the back seat passenger. Yes. I'm convinced a good percentage of car fires caused in Metro Atlanta are, are from people dropping their cigarettes while they're trying to flick the ashes out. Indeed. And that's and they, listen, with all the uh, with the drought we're in now, that's a good reminder. Public service announcement: uh, If you do smoke, don't flick your uh, butt out the window right now because we have North Georgia on fire. Way too many fires. Yeah. So you know, do whatever you got to do. Put it. Do you know what's funny in my car? This just talk about the evolution of this. So growing up, whatever up until now. Every car I've ever had had a cigarette lighter yep. in it, where you know the thing where you push it and the coil gets red and everything. Oh, yeah. In in the car I'm I'm driving now, and I got it I had two years ago, Ford Explorer. Yeah. It's got the hole, but for, no, but no, yeah, no lighter my, thing my anymore. Truck doesn't either. It's yeah, got two of them, but neither of them. They're just I think they're just, they're just for outlets. Plug, yeah, they're just outlets for plugging. Yeah, your cell and no ashtrays. No, no ashtrays. Exactly right. Good point. Dad. Yeah. When's the last time they had a, a car with an ashtray in it? I don't know. My, my '98 Jeep has one. My '99 truck did. My yeah. pickup. My other pickup had one. It I had keep both. changing it. Yep. That's all I kept it. Yeah. In. I was gonna tell you. My dad told me when he was in college, the desks all had built-in ashtrays. And the ones that didn't, every desk, if he goes any college, As a student? As a student. Wow. They all had ashtrays either on the desk or the old school wooden desks that they sat at yeah. had built-in slots for ashtrays that just sat in there. I remember going to my, smoke my grandmother's house, and in her living room, she had uh, a bowl of candy out, you know, old ladies, hard candy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had Werther's this little original. thing. I, I just remember this. And she had like this little cylinder container with cigarettes in it. So, like, if guests wanted to smoke. Oh, yeah. The, the, just like you'd have a wet bar if you exactly. wanted to make yourself a drink. They had the, yeah, yeah, you could just grab a cigarette if you were, you know, if you didn't have one with you. Unbelievable. All right. I don't know. Oh, Eileen Fahey is how we got in this conversation. Rest in peace, my uh, junior year English teacher in high school. Uh, we're discussing the evolution of uh, a smoking society to a smokeless society. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, I, I stopped smoking cigarettes. Oh, good. Isn't that something? <laughs> I'm on to cigars now. Yeah, I'm on to a five-year plan. I eliminated the cigarettes, then I go to cigars, then I go to pipes, then I go to chewing tobacco, then I'm on to that nicotine gum. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uncle Buck, classic scene from a classic movie. Thank you to Dale for uh, tipping me off to that. I forgot about that scene. We're talking smoking, the evolution from a smoking society to a smokeless society. Back to the phones. Mike's in Atlanta. Mike, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi. Hey, Mike. 
Uh, a couple of stories for you. One is I do remember when they were smoking on the airplane, and the worst seat was sitting in that row right in front of the smokers because scrubbing air system or not, they're exhaling that smoke right into your face. Yeah, there's there's and no way, you, even if you were in a non-smoking seat, you weren't getting smoke on that plane. Just, they're blowing it right in your face. Same thing if you're at a restaurant and they would have the booths right next to yes, each other. Yes, exactly. And, and the person's eating you know, after they finish eating, they're smoking, and they don't want to blow the smoke in the person they're talking to, so they casually out of the corner of their mouth just blow it right over into your face now here is i'm glad you brought that up mike because i don't know if you guys went through this or not back in the day when restaurants were smoking and non-smoking and we'd go to a restaurant with the family and it was like a table for four and they're like do you want smoking or non-smoking we'll say smoking or non-smoking and they're like all right it's a 45 minute wait and then it was like but we have immediate seating and smoking and it was like, how hungry are you? Like, do you, do you want to wait 45 minutes for the non-smoking table? Or are you hungry now? And it was always like, all right, we're hungry now. I tell you, I have an incredible story, too, in that how addicting it is. Uh, you got I was 15 seconds, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay, I was a respiratory therapist. I saw someone had throat cancer, had a tracheotomy, did not have the strength to light the cigarette. His wife would light it for him, hold it up to the trach. And so that he could smoke in his last days of his life. That's true love right there. That's a that's a Hallmark movie waiting to be made. Thank you for the call, Mike. All of your calls next, I promise. We'll hit the phones hard. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to The Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.